The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to AM Live this morning. And, of course, it's time for the Forum at 8 now. But before uh, we start off with that, just a reminder that tomorrow, uh, the uh, 9th of August, it's Women's Day, but it's also the 12th Nelson Mandela Annual Lecture. And it will be delivered by the Chilean President, uh, Michelle Bachelet, the President of Chile. And uh, the theme for this year is... Building Social Cohesion Through Active Citizenship. And SAFM, of course, will carry that lecture tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. But uh, speaking about active citizenship, that's what we discussed yesterday with uh, Dr. James McClatsy. And as we were having that discussion, it occurred to me, at least, as well as to him and others, that we are extremely, extremely angry as a nation. And we couldn't even get to the point where we were talking about, okay, this uh, active citizenry, what would it look like? What could it possibly achieve? Because people were just angry and they were venting. So it actually got me wondering, what exactly is it that we are so angry about? Of course, we have to deal in some instances with endless traffic jams, rude servers, people who boldly and loudly swear in public to deal with their frustrations. And South Africans, it would seem, are seething. But we've gone through many angry times before in this country. There was apartheid. Uh, more recently, you had the shooting of Andri Statane and similar cases. There was Marikana and numerous protest actions that we see on a daily basis. And some of us are livid with etolls, for example, where some are livid about the new immigration laws. Others, I dare say, may just be angry for no reason at all. But on the forum at 8 this morning, we ask, why are we such an angry nation? What makes you so angry as a South African? And why is it that this is seemingly hampering us from moving forward and trying to construct a better nation? I'd love to hear from you this morning. We have deliberately not invited any guests because we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the listeners. Why are we so angry? And you can give us a call on 0891 uh, You can also tweet a Facebook Facebook AM Live on SAFM or send us an SMS on 34701 because it's, it's very interesting that we are angry about different things seemingly but why and also how are we going to get past this because that anger somehow needs to be channeled in a constructive way otherwise it's not going to serve us well so I'd love to hear from you waiting for your calls as I said no guests this morning why are we so angry as a nation. And um, just looking at some of the SMSs that have already started coming through, um, Mzi in Matatiela says, corruption, debt, crime, unemployment, divorce, inequality, you name it. Anger is now the norm. Heaven help us. And then Gus says, there's too much crime and corruption. And this is what promotes anger. Phoebe in Durban says, the reason for anger is frustration due to poor education. And Collie says, we are angry because the government never keeps its promises. It just continues to rape our resources while the poor get poorer. And of course, I, 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 I understand that and I can relate. But is our anger somewhat disproportionate? Because it would seem as though we are just venting and acting out 
all the time at the moment. Um, how often do you hear people saying, all we do as South Africans is whine. We are forever whining and complaining. But why? What is causing this? And what are we going to do about it, more importantly? 891 I'll continue to read some of these SMSs. Mandla and Peter Maritzburg says, Students want to become respected, highly educated doctors, but they behave worse than uneducated laborers on a strike. This is what makes people angry. This one says, Politicians think that they know too much um, after we elected them and the promises that they made obviously then just turns to dust. And politicians are laying the ones uh, that successfully... Fam- no, I can't make sense of that one. I'll come back to it. I'll try to decipher it. But, um, you know, just looking at some of the responses coming through, I am getting a sense of some of the things that people are aggrieved about. But I want to hear from you. What are you personally angry about as a South African. And how are you dealing with that anger? Let's speak to Ian in Cape Town. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. How are you? Well, and you? Fine, thank you. Um, I, I've got a bit of a question for you. Um, you're a fairly well-informed, widely read person that obviously, um, you know, uh, is in the media. Um, you're aware of our country's history. Mm-hmm. Can you name me five people who have been successfully convicted of fraud in our government and to have served their sentences. Just five names. Five names. Fraud. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Fraud. You, just five. Uh, well, I'll have to think about it, but do you know five? I don't. Uh, and no one I've spoken to can think of any ANC bigwigs in particular or DA bigwigs in particular Ooh. who have been convicted and who have served their full sentences for fraud. Uh, okay, now, we convicted and served full sentences. Well, there was, yep. obviously, there was Tony Yengeni. Um, no, there he, was... no, it was a revolving door. He went <laughs> to the jail, he was there for three weeks, he was out the back. So try again? Uh, uh, no, but the fact of the matter is he was convicted. And he was convicted, he served yes. almost no time. Uh, well, he was convicted. Uh, that's another story. Um, then I'm not even going to go Shabir Sheikh because you're going to throw the same argument back. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to think, and maybe everybody else will weigh in and, and try and tell us. There have been people who have been convicted. I think perhaps it's just the difficulty of the names, um, you know, coming at this moment. But it wouldn't be fair to say that there have been no convictions because that is not true, Ian. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking for a conviction where... I mean, a conviction is meaningless without the punishment being delivered, right? Um, because these guys are basically recyclable. You can, you can, you can do whatever you like, and you'll re-emerge like uh, Tony Yengeni, like uh, Becky, whatever his name is, back in the government in some position. You know, you're basically covered in Teflon. You're never going to get hurt. So you're so saying that's what makes you angry? That's what makes me angry. Yeah, as a as a as a citizen and as a taxpayer, there's simply simply no feedback loop for corruption there is no there is nothing that suggests to anyone that they should not steal from okay. us the taxpayer nothing at all got you there uh, thanks so much ian and um understandably that is something that uh, he is angry about i'm sure many would share that sentiment bongani in cape town good morning good morning sakina sakina over the past years horrific stories of crime kids being killed mothers uh, men. Recently, a young boy was dragged to death by thugs. Um, an invoice, in, do you remember the story? Mm, Make mm. huge headlines. 
over the weekend on red papers, yes, it's big stories. And then you've got people with big stomachs who sit in parliament. What do they do about it? Nothing. You've got South Africans who talk too much on radio. What do we do about crime? Nothing. We need serious, you know, uh, measures to make sure that we eradicate crime in this country. All we do is increase pressure to accommodate the problems. Mm. How many, how much money is being spent on prisoners? Prisoners who are unproductive, sitting there eating three meals a day while the rest of the country starves. That's what makes me angry. And the fact that people of South Africa, I blame it on people, can allow things to happen, can allow government to do things, and they sit and do nothing. Talk over the radio, sit in their corners, you know, while things are going bad. You cannot have something like Maritana and the nation keeps quiet. You've got our president being undermined by people who are working for him because Maritana was one of the things where the president was undermined. And we sit and do nothing. He sit and do nothing. That's what makes me angry. What do you think we should be doing, Bongani? In this country, it's a democratic country. Well, a representative democratic country. We should be standing up against this thing as a nation. We should be saying, Marikana should not have happened. Mr. President, you are undermined. If you don't take responsibility, then move out. We should not be tolerating this nonsense. We should not be tolerating a situation whereby somebody is going to be killed by thug. That thug, we say he's got the right and dignity, all these things. I mean, how can you have a right when you take a boy's boy's life? How can you have a right when you are willing to choose crime instead of to choose life? Crime is a choice, but we don't treat it that way. People who commit crime, they've got a choice. It's a choice that they choose, but we treat them with dignity, with respect. Why? Okay. Even if they convicted, they still have the same rights that I have. Yeah, that's our constitution enshrines those sort of rights, uh, Bongani. And I could uh, hear the anger in Bongani's voice there. Emmanuel in Middleburg, good morning. How are you? Well, and you? I'm fine, thank you. What makes me angry, above all, the, the, the poor performance from the government sectors in terms of education, health, and transformation in the private sector and the government sector. We've got people that are sitting there, but they don't have a vision for the masses. They've got a vision to enrich their pocket. That really takes me out of this world. Because Nelson Mandela, his key element was he sacrificed himself for the benefit of the masses. But what the government people are doing now, it's the direct opposite. Sacrifice everybody for myself. Why is it like that? Mm. I have no idea. I have no idea, Emmanuel. It's scary, Sakina. And the worst case is this has got nothing to do with white versus black. Where it comes to make sure that the country works, if all the elements that were gathering together, I mean, having a pothole, it doesn't matter whether you're black or white, it affects you. Mm. The truth of the matter is the pothole must be fixed, must be prevented, the roads must be proper, the education must be on par. Because whether it's white or black, the education is needed for both so that each can have a means to make life in the long run. But these things are not happening. And it really frustrates everybody. Absolutely. I concur with that point, Emmanuel. Thank you so much. Emmanuel calling us from Middleburg there. Let's go to Bloemfontein now. CD, good morning. 
Hello, Sakina, how are you? Well, in you, T.D.? Yes, 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 I can hear you now. You, you know, Sakina, thanks very much for the lovely question. I mean, this question that you've raised, it made us, South African, uh, to, 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 to have some self-introspection in terms of what is currently happening in our country. But, uh, but, but I also suggest that maybe perhaps also again next week, you should also ask the question in terms of what makes us happy as South Africans? Because I believe there are also some good stories to tell. Fair but enough. Yes, yes. But I just wanted to say, you know what? Uh, what makes me angry again uh, is, is the continuation of racial activities and the activities of apartheid that continues to happen in our country. You know, as us black, we tried so hard to forgive whites, but this. Uh, racial racial activities that continue to unfold, they remind us in terms of what happened in our country. For an example, again, if you take the U.S., the University of the Free State activities, if you take now the recent one of the of 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 of, of, of whites trying to paint themselves as black uh, and put some pillows to to uh, to show their pattern, what is that? What is wrong with South Africa? Are we not a forgiving country? We try so many hard, but whites keeps on uh, reminding us of what happens before. It can't be Sakina. We are celebrating 20 years of our democracy. We should be considering to forgive one another. We had truth commission to to to, to for. for 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 for, for for giving rights, but these activities they are continuing to unfold. What messages are we getting as South Africa, in particular black ones? Like, you know, I'm really hateful, but thanks for the lovely question that you had this morning. Thank you, uh, TD, for uh, weighing in. And Andy Lam Londa on Twitter uh, concurs with you. He says, I'm angry because the black majority continue to be treated as second class citizens in the country of their birth. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we continue taking your calls. Casey, Timothy, I'll read some SMSs, I'll read some tweets. Why are we so angry, South Africa? What makes us so angry as a nation? And uh, perhaps also taking it slightly further in terms of what can we do in order to rid ourselves of these feelings that really are just negative in the main. 891 You can tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo and uh, SMS on us on 34701. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Why are we so angry? That's what we're asking on the forum at 8 this morning. The lines are open, 0891-104-208. And there's nobody here, no guests to help us talk through this. It's just you and I, and we are addressing this question of why are we so angry as a nation, South Africa? And before I go back to the lines, let me just read some of the tweets. Uh, Jones, uh, Jonesy Jones says, um, it's so dangerous uh, that it's not only in South Africa and South Africa that is angry, but the whole world is angry. Uh, we should be warned about the third war, a uh, third world war possibly emerging. Jazz Fundi uh, Itumeleng says we are angry because of the way our country is being governed. Politicians are disrespectful of Chapter Nine institutions. You name them. And uh, this one here uh, says uh, from Andy Lemlondo says I'm angry because there's not much intention from authorities to address the imbalances of the past. That's the root cause of most of the problems. And um, Claude GP says, uh, current leadership, dictatorship, poverty at 30%, uh, poverty and 30% pass rate in schools, that's what makes my blood boil. And Zach says, Etols, Nkandla, corruption, the Zuma spy tapes at 
etc etc this all makes me angry and i uh, would love to hear more and 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 perhaps what is the solution what do we do as a nation to get out of this malaise that we find ourselves in let's go to the lines now 0891 uh, uh, 0891104208 kc in four ways good morning ah uh, we lost kc there njabulo you're in midrand good morning thank you sakin how are you well and you i'm good thank you um, look, it's, it's a very interesting debate, and I support the call that let's let, let ask the, the question that way around next week. But firstly, um, it, it, I, I just want to test, is it, is it fair for us to say that that the nation is angry on the basis of those that have access to, 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 to the media? Are they not part of the nation, Jabulo? <laughs> no, but, but would, would it be a fair representation to say, based on them, then the entire nation is, is angry? Well, well I, I it's, it's not something that you can empirically, you know, state either yeah. way. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that people are angry. Okay. The, the next question is, just to do justice to this subject is, <clears throat> is, is that if we conclude that one, the nation is angry, two, anger is the correct weight, then is that justified? Because all I listen to is people whining, Whining, whining. Yesterday we had a very good debate with uh, Dr. Mutati. It degenerated into people venting out, um, you know, they, they, are, they are whining, as always. You know, he's, he's encouraging. Is that he's not an indication of their anger, of how they feel currently? No, no. So I'm saying that if we agree that that constitutes anger, uh, what I'm not sure of is whether that is a fair representation of the entire nation, because I know a lot of people, maybe... I knowing people may not be relevant in the subject, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in some corners of the country, a lot of people are happy. As a matter of fact, those that have access to, to, to SASM and other media are complaining about people who are poor. And those people who they say are poor are very happy. They're living life, making it in, in, in their own way. Maybe, and you know this how? Can you state that empirically, uh, Jabulo? Because why did why then are people protesting every other day in South Africa if they are so happy? Let, let me tell you, I, as a matter of fact, I come from a very, uh, from the homeland, you know. And then each time we think about people who are poor, um, the reference is thrown back there. Those people who are protesting, it may not necessarily be on grounds of poverty. It's because they want a home, they want a road. They want a clinic, they mm. want a hospital. Yeah, but, but and, and, and that's what we're talking about. Problem. Nobody said uh, people are protesting yeah. because of one reason or another. We're not even saying that people are angry because of a particular reason. We are asking the question, yeah. why are you angry? What is it that okay. makes you angry as an individual? So, as an individual, I, I would never be angry. Because if, if there's a pothole on the road, I take initiative to lobby and mobilize the resources for, for, for state agencies to deal with that particular issue. Okay. I would never think and why. And right. I think that if we, if we adopt that as, a, as an approach, particularly based on those who whine all the time, Okay, that's what Njabulo's response is. He'll never be angry because he understands that as a citizen he has certain powers and he lobbies and he mobilizes and makes sure that these things are taken care of. So Njabulo is not angry. Uh, and Maya in Bloemfontein, good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm well, and you? I'm all right. Um, I think this issue has got a lot of uh, reasons why people are angry in South Africa. Uh, but uh, I think some of the reasons is that people are... 
are angry because the promises that the government uh, gave to the people when you got into independence in 1994, and now people expected that the the the, 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 the poverty that they were in they are going to be taken out because of that independence. But now they can't. They can't they, they don't see that anymore. They don't see it. It's actually getting wet. Oh, it's like the same, like from uh, from the from, uh, apartheid uh, uh, government. But it's only the the, the, the word is the freedom is there, but there's no there's no poverty is always there. You understand? Okay. All right. And uh, and also and also what I think is that um, uh, South Africans have got uh, a norm of. Uh, of, of solving things with anger uh, because of the previous regime. The, we, got, we got our our independence through violence. Uh, so most of the people who had a, a, a sense that we got our independence through, uh, through violence. So they think that that is the solution to which people can solve their problems through Okay, we lost you there, Maya, but we got the crux of, of what it is that you were trying to share with us. Fran in Joburg, good morning. Yes, hi. Um, in 2011, Judge Bam told us that the sexual offences courts had virtually disappeared. There were six left out of more than 67. And I've been to the United Nations, I've been to the Human Rights Commission to try and get these courts back again. The Institute for Security Studies has recently shown the conviction rate is dropping while reported crimes are increasing. There's something very wrong. And uh, unfortunately, it seems that there is no allocation in the budget, according to the Women's Legal Center's research, for any of the new courts, although we've been told by the Ministry of Justice that these are to return and unfortunately the Ministry of Justice has also said that this is a breach of the rights of the Constitution. Where are we going on this? Why have these courts disappeared when the crimes against women and children are increasing by the day? Got you there, Fran. Fran in Joburg, the closure of the sexual offences courts. Uh, poverty has come up, racism, poor governance, uh, lack of transformation, selfish politicians, crime, unproductive, passive citizens, uh, the lack of uh, perceived justice being meted out, as Ian put it. Various reasons why people are angry. And, and I think, you know, there is something to be said for having that space to vent. Why are you so angry, South Africa? 891 SMS is to 34701. Tweet or Facebook at Sakina Kamwendo or at AM Live on SAFM. And uh, looking at some of the Facebook messages, Moafrika David Rabete says, One thing that makes me angry is that we are trying as blacks to reconcile with our former Presses, but they keep on giving us the cold shoulder. That makes me sick. Mkululi Shange says, inheritance from our forefathers with a colonized mindset, it's like a never-ending fight between the Israelis and the Palestinians. This one says it's all about a colonized background, that anger is within ourselves, inherited from our forefathers. And Protas says, I think racial segregation is vastly embedded in our genes, and it's like a monkey on our back.
and uh, seemingly this racial issue is getting many people hot under the collar. Zukisa says, come to Cape Town and you'll see how angry this nation is, especially at restaurants and shopping centers. You just see racism still exists and that makes most people angry. Um, uh, some of the other messages coming through, let's look at a few tweets. Uh, Linetti says, we claim to be free but we are fooling ourselves. We are forgiving quickly nation and losing up what's left of us. Um, this one here from Super Beans says, what makes me angry is Safa, Bafana Bafana over the past years. We've been making history for all the wrong reasons. Edward Temba says, racism makes me so angry, SK. And I think we as black people are always undermined by white people, punish people who promote racism. This one from Seattle. Uh, Bokane says, we are angry as a result of high food cost, petrol, unfulfilled promises, and that's why we drown our sorrows in alcohol. Um, that's very interesting. And then Chalwando uh, says, the fact that politicians and everyone uh, that's for Zuma can do and say whatever they want without any consequences, that is what makes me angry. Azania Native says, people can't blame government's failures for being angry. You voted for them and you knew their caliber. So next time, vote EFF. And um, Ruben Mkwanazi says, I'm angry because people die in our public hospitals. Sasselberg Hospital is a slaughterhouse. My blood boils god help us you yeah it is palpable i am feeling the anger here this morning and uh, this is something that started yesterday you know we tried to tackle something positively talking about active citizenry and it emerged very vividly that people are just seething with anger and uh, that's why we're asking what makes you so angry that's our question this morning luther and midrand good morning uh, good morning, Sagina. Thanks for having me on your show. Welcome. I think for, for me, there are two things. I think we confuse complaints with anger. Uh, this topic is very, very critical, and I think that's what I've been forcing to come in. When people complain about a patrol and what is a complaint, it's not anger. The reason why people are angry from where, from where I come from is that I think there's been a tendency undermine the impact of colonialism and apartheid on both black people and white people and therefore under, also undermining the after effect of that process and i'll give you an example if we have been under 350 years this very vicious system of apartheid it then tells you that a society becomes so depressed that it needs help when you stop this process and that did not happen all we did we called an event that took six called TRC, and we wanted to convince each other and everybody else that no, 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 no. Therefore, the 350 years of pain and trauma and all those things has been resolved. Let's move forward. And and because of that confusion in people's feelings, so, so there is this real pain in you, and there is this artificial thing that everybody pushes, politicians, media, and everybody to say, let's work as one. But your issues are not resolved. That is what causes an anger. It's like it's like a woman that has been abused for a long time. And the family just called one meeting and after two hours they said, no, 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 we hear what the man has done, let's just move forward. That woman is going to be angry because, because the process that you took to take away the pain that she went through was too short. And, and it's both white and black because the other question will be, why are white people angry? They're also angry because the change management 
of making us a normal society from a traumatized society. That change, that change management, that change agents are not there. So what politicians must do, they must be that change agent with the right intention. Rather than to compete over society to be voted in, they must be a serious change agent that normalizes it again. As long as we are not normalized, as long as we don't find a system that is going to normalize that back to become normal society, this, hang, this anger built by hopelessness is going to continue. Mm. Thank you so much, uh, Luther. Not dealing with the underlying causes, uh, the impact and the effects of our past and, and, and the impact that, that, that the effects that that is having on our current state of mind, our current state of being is that's what's making you angry. Timothy in Durban, good morning. Hey there. Um, thanks for taking me. Welcome. Um, I don't want to really use the word anger, but, um, I think more what frustrates me more almost on a daily basis is how the, um, uh, the taxi industry kind of like holds everybody, the whole country at once on with the way, the manner, and just the, the utter arrogance and disrespect they have for other motorists. And uh, what, what seems to be really, really frustrating me, and I'm, I'm sure I speak for many on this issue here, is the, um, uh, the lack of, 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 um, of enforcement on, on all these issues here, because uh, we've heard of, of countless times when the taxi industry is, uh, is striking. Workers mm-hmm. can't even go to work because they will burn buses, they will burn trains, kill people. And really, really, if we look at the resources, I'm talking now of, 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 of the security resources, even the army which we have in this country, I'm sure the government, if they really, really want to do something, they can enforce that law. Because right now you can't get a minority, because I'm sure the taxi drivers and the taxi drivers are only a minority in this country. Mm. You can't have that. Why, why can't the government make proper rules which... If they don't want to um, operate by those rules, take the, the operating payments off. And then whoever operates that payments, you deal with them decisively. Because right. you can't be you know? We, we were, the line, uh, the signal quality is deteriorating on your line there, Timothy. But um, I, I think we have the gist of what you are saying, um, the lack of law enforcement and how that has led to your frustration with the taxi industry in particular. The